You're listening to the Christ-Centered Conversation Podcast, where we share and hold conversations to engage, empower, and enliven. We hope you enjoy this episode. God bless. Hi everyone, welcome to another session of Christ-Centered Conversations. Today we're continuing our Lenten journey and our Lenten conversations. And I have with me today, Chris. Who, hello. Yes, hello. <laughs> who is joining us to talk about more about um, our articles in our Lenten booklet. So Chris, how mm. has your Lent been? It's been quite good. Uh, I generally, I think, I think I sound a bit more lethargic and tired today because it's been a tiring <laughs> day at work. <laughs> but I think also it's, 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 uh, it's a very, it may be quite relatable to also to you and to our uh, listeners and readers that I don't know why, but I find that Lent, the Lenten season, uh, sometimes coincidentally always hits at a time where it's also quite tiring and exhausting at work. Mm. I don't know whether it's coincidence or, you know, God incident or what you might call it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a trying Lent. Though I'm grateful that I have been somewhat, I guess, keeping true to my Lenten resolution of, uh, I tried something new this year, prompted by a very close friend of mine to mm. try sleeping early <laughs> instead. And uh, I thought that was such a great, such an ingenious way of like uh, looking at a Lenten uh, resolution of sorts because I think uh, many of mm. us may uh, struggle with, you know, handphone usage, some of us even handphone addictions just before bedtime and mm. then that just uh, affects our rest, you know, and then that in itself because we are so uh, uh, fatigued and tired, grumpy, yes, exactly, and it causes us to sin, right? It causes yeah. us to be, to miss the mark, right, of, of mm. what is maybe expected of us. Yeah, so, but how about you? How has your Lenten journey been? Definitely similar to yours. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think we've reached that um, halfway point where things feel kind of draggy and you're like, mm. when, when will Lent kind of end? <laughs> and then when you start um, going through this existential question of like, oh, you know, did I do enough this Lent? And then you're like, there's still a bit more time. Maybe I can like perk things up, you know, <laughs> make things more exciting, more like productive or more fruitful for me and things like that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike you, I think <laughs> my Lenten resolutions haven't been 100%. Uh, 90 mm. which is quite good thank mm. god for that <laughs> <laughs> but mm. yeah definitely fallen short a few times mm. Mm. I, I mean like I, I i will be very realistic and open to you uh, that, that i don't think mine is also near uh, uh, as smooth sailing i think you mm. know uh, uh, there are days where i do cave into my usual habitual tendencies and uh, even sleeping early becomes like i, I just keep uh, missing that lantern mm. Uh, resolution uh, as well yeah since we're in a in a way kind of comparing our lantern journeys uh, <laughs> and nicely segue into our lantern article that we are looking at and talking about today which is um, actually one of the analysis kind of articles whereby we have mm. one of Nicole's beautiful drawings and mm. some of us have written articles about it and today right. we actually reflected on spiritual envy for our readers out there with the lantern booklet it actually is on page 97 so can have a read and listen to us talk about it after you've done your own reflections mm. Mm. Yeah, Chris, what do you think about this article actually and the picture itself? Right. 
So I, I think it's pretty endearing that you're asking me this question given that you're the author of the article. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Right. Oh, uh, pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I'm okay with constructive criticism. <laughs> Yeah, no, not, not, uh, uh, I, I'm not going to go down that path, you know, like uh, in the sense of like constructive criticism per se. Mm. But I think as I was reflecting on this article that you uh, beautifully uh, wrote uh, and reflected from uh, Nicole's il- beautiful illustration, right, on Matthew chapter 20, verse 15, right? Are you yes. envious because I'm generous? I'm, I'm, I'm struck by, I, I would say, three main uh, broad uh, ideas, Greg, that you faced mm. in this uh, article. And maybe I can just walk us through uh, the first one, right? Um, yeah. I think on page 98, you start off this uh, uh, interesting reflection by talking about uh, literally what we just did at the start of this podcast that yeah. some of us may have a tendency. I, I don't think we were comparing like, our lens, yeah. right? But no, we're just no, asking no. each other, right? Yeah, how uh, but there is a tendency for us to maybe go down that potential unhealth- potentially unhealthy path to then uh, see and to compare. Mm. And I thought, that first paragraph when you wrote that uh, in your reflection, especially the line that says, you know, somewhere at the bottom of the first paragraph, yep. uh, we either berate ourselves for not having thought of such a plan or feel upset at the thought that someone else might be having a better land than us. Uh, such is the problem of spiritual envy. I was very uh, struck by that. I think it is so interesting that mm, you captured the very human tendencies and uh, uh, inclinations uh, towards comparing and competing both things that are, I think you, you, you mentioned, material and spiritual uh, in our lives. So I think calling that out was a very helpful, uh, and surfacing that was a very helpful um, point of reflection for me. So I was asking myself, um, where in you know, my life have I also encountered this sense of spiritual envy? I think you gave some very interesting mm. examples also in par- uh, your second paragraph. And yeah, I thought, I thought that was the first uh, insight in which I uh, was very moved um, by your, this uh, reflection. Yeah, yeah I, for, for me, it was when I was writing this article um, to add to mm. what you were saying. I think a part of me was reflecting on my past Lenten experiences as well as the general experiences that I've had when like, for example, I've gone to retreats or like where they give testimonies and things like that. And Mm. there's sometimes, especially when I'm in a state of uh, desolation of sorts in that period, there's always this Mm. small, tiny little voice in my head that goes, Mm. where, where are you? Why are you so far that you cannot hear this loving God that, people are testifying for, you know, that they're, they're testifying about in their lives. Where, where is this God for you? And I think that for me kind of prompted me writing this because upon further reflection, it seems to me like, you know, I kind of have the same goal here, right? Like the goal to reaching heaven, the goal to loving Christ and building up this relationship with him. But as with most friendships and um especially in their more infantile relation, um, period, we tend to get jealous when others get too close. This sense of jealousy, I guess, has that mm. idea of insecurity in our own relationship with Christ and in our own mm. relationship with our faith, I guess. So that was the context behind writing this reflection. Mm. And mm. we see here John Damasin, as I wrote, was saying that mm. you know, envy was sorrow for another's good. You know? That was something that I think was quite interesting and that you've mentioned that it goes beyond the material, right? Into even our spiritual lives and 
Yeah, I think I think building on to what you just uh, painted as a very uh, helpful and beautiful context, right, for us to understand the background of your article. Uh, I I was also very struck by how when you said you know um, that there is maybe uh, certain insecurities that uh, many of us might wrestle with and struggle mm. with in our love for Christ. I think that also stems from a very uh, uh, a fundamental economics uh, concept, right, of scarcity, right? Uh, there is finite resources, finite mm. time, uh, and perhaps also some of us might have also internalized it as finite love, lah, you know? Um, mm. and, and because generally for many of us, we, 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 of course, we love in a very human way, humanistic yeah. way. We receive love that way. Uh, we may speak about, you know, trying to love unconditionally and we know, right, for many of us that God loves us unconditionally, but what does that look like? What does that feel like? Mm. And I think for many of us who might still be pretty early on in this journey of discipleship uh, and this journey of increasing intimacy with Christ, um, surely, right, our insecurities and our uh, paradigms of like uh, scarcity, right, might, yeah. might surface. And I thought, and I thought uh, what you pointed out was very interesting too, that maybe in this Lenten season, uh, it is okay, right? Or it's maybe even part of God's divine plan mm. or grace, right? To surface these insecurities, to recognize that, okay, maybe this envy is pointing me uh, 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 paradoxically back to Christ, right? That maybe there's something about the way I uh, receive and perceive God's love for me and God's love for others uh, as lacking. And I think yeah. your your paragraph, right, on on, on uh page 99, uh, when you share about countering this sin to be so helpful as well, right? You talked about mm. humility and gratitude. Uh, so I've never really uh, made the link that, you know, humility and gratitude can potentially counter spiritual uh, spiritual envy. And I thought it was also very interesting that you quoted uh, St. Teresa of Avila and made the link between uh, humility and gratitude that mm. when um, that, that, that gratefulness uh, becomes a fruit, right, uh, of yep. being humble. Uh, and I think that, that line that you said, right, it teaches us that everyone is equally and magnificently loved and lavished by God, no matter how spiritual they are. And I really like that you put that in a, a, a quotation mark, right? I'm just curious about, was there a reason why you <laughs> chose to put that, put, put that in uh, quotation marks here? I think it was the same reason that I put on page 98, like the first paragraph, mm. right, about the better mm. land. <laughs> In that, <Right>. such, <laughs> such things, like what does it mean, you know? They don't hold much meaning in themselves in, when we start to use them as benchmarks for comparison. What does it mean to be super spiritual, you know? Or what does it mm. mean to have a better land, you know? And I think mm. for me, those are sometimes the small voices that play in my head, the terms they use, you know, like, see, look at him, he is um, further ahead in his spirituality than you are. He has a better um, grasp of um, who God is and things like that. And yeah. I think to, like you said, um, ancient just now, to call, call it out, I think it's a good first yeah. step to call it yeah. out for what it is, like, that there is no benchmark for spirituality or for having good or better land, but it really yeah. is a deepening and a growing of relationship with God, with yeah. His church. Yeah, when you were mentioning gratefulness, that in, involves being grateful for the gifts that are present in others' lives and mm. loving them despite our own insecurities in our relationship with Christ. Loving others fully and know enough to re recognize that God has something great planned for them as well, but without mm. lacking in the 
goal that he has for us. Yeah. So I think I think when you're sharing that, uh, how I was understanding it also uh, in a alternative uh, um, lens could be when our focus is on others, uh, uh, mm. potentially uh, from spiritual envy. Uh, it also directs our attention away from Christ mm-hmm. or from God, right? Yeah. And in that very moment, we are almost like Peter, uh, initially walking on water and being distracted, right, by the turbulence yeah. or by the, the winds and the noises, right? Uh, and then we sink, you know? Um, and so I think it's a very good reminder to still focus uh, our eyes on God and to, I think for me, right, to reflect also a bit more on the, the, the lines that you wrote, right? Uh, uh, I think on the, on page 99 or so, the second last paragraph, mm. um, humility teaches us that we are not in a competition for God's love and affection. Um, and uh, yeah. you also mentioned the line before, right? It is through this path of humility that we are allowed to become truly grateful for God's gift, not on ourselves, but on the other. And I think mm. uh, marrying that with the, my last point from your reflection in this article is actually in the last paragraph uh, of mm. page 99 that this, uh, this recognition allows us to become grateful for the gifts that others have been bestowed with because ultimately, and then you quote uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, right? If one member yep. suffers, everyone suffers. If one member is honored, everyone rejoices together. Mm. So I think there is this generosity or this expensiveness of perspective that mm. you have provided, at least to me, uh, in this uh, reflection that our London's journey uh, is communal, uh, but there's also a very personal element to it where we uh, 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 allow the Lord to uh, uh, perhaps chisel the, the, the portions in our life where we require chiseling. Uh, but we also recognize that we are, we are in this together, right? Uh, all yeah. uh, uh, maybe having different uh, seasonal aspects of Lent, uh, but uh, all equally important, all equally mm-hmm. special. Uh, and, and just because uh, I choose to, you know, uh, sleep early for Lent uh, for my season resolution <laughs> does not make any other person who's giving up something else, you know, any less important or significant. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that sense. So, I, yeah, I thought those were the three broad takeaways la, that I have had uh, that I had from your uh, article. Mm. Mm. Oh, thank you for that. And I think when you were mentioning the last point, something interesting came up to my mind. Just as a final point before we end off our thing, mm. if we look at like something like the Sistine Chapel. Um, it's a great, beautiful masterpiece and each character that was present in the Sistine Chapel, each of them were painted immaculately. But it is when we look at the entire team of Sistine Chapel that we begin to see the grandeur, the majesty of God in the entire biblical journey, right? And I think similarly, I guess, each of us were chiseled, as you would say, to become masterpieces of Christ, right? But it is when we look at all of us as a whole that we begin to see the full grandeur and the full glory of God. Mm. If, I, if I may just jump in also, I think mm. that last point that you said, I know it's a concluding point and I think that's very profound because when you mentioned about that, that the analogy of the Sistine Chapel and the moving back, right, uh, in, in your analogy, I thought also sometimes that taking a step back, uh, that moving back could be also an invitation that many of us are potentially called to do for Lent, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think when we are a bit too myopic or when we get a bit too close, right, to the, uh, physically to maybe the object that mm-hmm. you, uh, going back to your Sistine Chapel analogy, that could be perhaps maybe a particular practice, a particular uh, a, a thing that we might uh, feel very bogged down to do in Lent, that yeah. maybe, maybe we're then missing the bigger picture. And maybe then the, the invitation, like what you said, Greg, is to then take that step back and allow God to show us the larger picture like, that is mm-hmm. uh, present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. And with that, we conclude our little 
session. Thanks, Chris, for joining us. And we oh, hope- thank you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening in. And we hope to have you listen in again next week. Bye, everyone, and have See a you. good land ahead. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.